Hi, I'm Liz from Liz Gets Loaded. That's the money kind of loaded, but this is the show where I sit in my closet, drink wine, and talk about money and anxiety. I have both. Hello, hello. I hope you are having the very, very, very best day. And what I want to talk to you about today is a topic that is so near and dear to my heart, charitable giving. I have done a lot of Instagram posts and podcast episodes about charitable giving because it's a topic I'm really passionate about. And what I want to talk about today are specifically donor-advised funds, which are kind of a fancy investment account for charitable giving. Before I get to that, I want to just give you like the highest level overview of how I feel about charitable giving and my charitable giving plan. So you might've heard this before. Feel free to like 2X through this part if if it's a repeat for you. Uh, Two things, one, my general philosophy on charitable giving, and then two, like the system that I have set up for myself. So I follow a movement that's called effective altruism. And I could really go down the rabbit hole talking about effective altruism. But the most important thing to know is that effective altruism says we should give to causes that meet three criteria. Number one, it's big in scale. So it affects a lot of lives. Number two, something that's highly neglected, meaning not a lot of other people are working on the same issue. And number three, something that's highly solvable, meaning every dollar that goes in can actually make a meaningful impact. I will link to a previous episode where I go much more in depth into effective altruism and to an organization that I absolutely love called The Life That You Can Save that selects charities to give to that meet all three of these criteria. So that's how I like to give according to the principles of effective altruism. Number two, my actual system for giving is I like to set a giving goal for the year, which then of course breaks down to a monthly amount. So last year, my goal was $9,000 for the year. That's a goal of $750 per month. And the way I like to manage that money is every month, if something comes up, let's say there's something really pulling at my heart in the news or a friend is collecting donations for something that they're passionate about or something comes up and it's it's calling my name to make a donation. Then I do that. And then at the end of the month, whatever is left over of that $750, I would send to the life you can save the organization I just mentioned. So let's say a friend is running a 5k to raise money for something and I get $50 there and maybe there's some kind of natural disaster. And I just feel called to give a hundred dollars to the Red Cross or another organization that's, that's local to and making an impact related to that timely disaster that's in the news. Then if I did that, that would, you know, $50 to one group, $100 to another group, that would leave me, okay, Matt. $600 to give to the life you can save. And it doesn't have to be, it can be, this works for any dollar amount, right? Even if your giving budget is $10 a month, $20 a month, whatever it is. I, I like that system a lot and it really works for me. I find it just giving used to be something that really stressed me out and shifting to a system like that gave me a lot of peace of mind. So in any case, those are the first two things, my general philosophy on giving, which is the principles of effective altruism. And then two, my system for actually sending dollars out the door. I have a third tool in my tool belt now, which is something called a donor advised fund, which I had never heard of until a few years ago. And what a donor advised fund, it's a special account 
that you put money into and then you take the money out and you give it to charity. At the most basic level, that's what it is. It's a special account. You say, hey, I'm going to put money into that account. And then once the money is in that account, then you decide what charities you want to go to. Now, why would you do that? (laughs) So the advantage is that when you make a contribution into your donor advised fund, you get to take a tax deduction in the year that you put money into your donor advised fund. But then you can make a contribution to charity this year, next year, five years from now, whenever it makes sense for you. And so this fund, this account becomes an especially good tool if you think you're going to have some years that you're going to have a windfall or a higher amount of income than usual, or even just in the years that you're working versus the years that you're retired or early retired. Let me say more about this. So let me give you an example. I know I will give you myself as an example. So I've talked a little bit about this online, but last year, my income on paper looked really high, higher than usual. And that's because when I left a job, I had to exercise the stock options that I'd been granted while I worked there kind of all at the same time when I left. I had a 90-day window that I could exercise them. And if I didn't, then they would expire. And if you're not sure what stock options are, in a very basic way, they're like a, a promise that you can buy stock of a company for a certain amount. So let's say you work for a company and they say, hey, here's a bunch of stock options that say you can buy a share of our stock for $1. Let's say a couple years down the road, your company is public and shares of that stock are trading for $10, but you're allowed to buy them for $1. Like that's a good deal, right? So that's kind of what happened to me. <laughs> I had a bunch of stock options that were like, hey, you could buy a share of stock in this company for $1 and it's now worth $10. And so I said, I would like to do that. I would like to exercise all of my stock options. And that was great, except on paper, then I get taxed on the difference between like the $1 that I paid for the stock and the $10 value of the stock that I received. So like I said, on paper, my income looked a lot higher because essentially all of the stock compensation that I had received at this job over the last few years kind of got paid out at the same time. I hope that that makes sense. If it doesn't, it doesn't really matter. You don't need to understand how that works for to understand what the donor advised fund. Let me pause here briefly and remind you that not only Am I not a financial advisor? I am for sure not your financial advisor. I am not a tax advisor. I am definitely not your tax advisor. And all of the information I'm sharing is just based on me going out in the world and doing my own research and trying to put it in plain English to talk to my friends about money. So in any case, very long story short, my income on paper looked very, very high last year. And so I was facing a very, very high tax bill. And what I decided to do was to pre-fund some of my charitable contributions for future years. I think examples are easier. So I'm just going to give you an example with some made up numbers. So let's say it was my goal to donate $5,000 a year. But what I could do would be to say, okay, that if I'm giving $5,000 a year, that means for the next five years, that's going to be $25,000. So last year when my income looked higher and when my taxes were going to be higher, I could say, hey, I'm going to open up a donor advised fund, put $25,000 into that donor advised fund. And then for the next five years, just take the money out of that account and make donations as usual to the charitable organizations that are near and dear to my heart. What that means is that instead of taking $5,000 tax deduction this year, the next year, $5,000 next year, $5,000 next year, et cetera, I get to take a tax deduction for all $25,000 in the year that I put the money into the donor advised fund. So that's why I'm saying that donor advised funds can be a really great tool if you either have a windfall 
fall, like you have one year that you get a big bonus or you have some kind of stock compensation situation. Or another example might be if you are planning on retiring early and you know that your earnings in your working years are going to be a lot higher than your earnings in your retired years, right? So you'd rather take the tax deduction of their charitable contributions in the years that your income is higher. Really, really, really hoping that this makes sense. And if it's not, I'm going to link an article in the show notes that's like, here's an explainer on how donor advisements work in case I did not just do a good job of doing it. But like I said, essentially it's an account where you can pre-fund charitable contributions for the future. And sometimes that's a good idea if you would rather take the write-off this year rather than taking it in another year when it might be less advantageous for you. Okay, so here's a little bit more information or some pros in my mind. So number one is of course that you're reducing your tax burden. Like you get to take the tax deduction for the full amount that you put into your donor advised fund in the calendar year that you put the money into that fund. And then you can make gifts out of that fund perpetually. And then the next pro is that those dollars can grow tax-free. So you can actually invest the money that you put into your donor advised fund in the stock market and it grows tax-free. And then when you make charitable donations with that money, again, it's not taxed. So you don't have to pay any capital gains on the growth of your investments. The decision we made was also to donate appreciated stock out of our taxable brokerage in order to avoid paying capital gains on the appreciated value of that stock. So if we had donated cash, we already would have paid taxes on that cash. But because we are donating appreciated stock, like we don't have to pay any taxes on the appreciation there. So in any case, that's what we decided to do. Again, do your own homework. your own research, but in in looking at the options that I had, this seemed like the best option for us. For me, when I think about it, I'm probably in like my last couple of years of being a higher earner, probably. If I want to retire, who knows when I'm actually going to retire. I keep saying I'm going to retire in five years, but I've been saying that for three years now. So, but let's say I'm going to work for another five years. It makes sense. Like my income is going to be higher in those five years than my income will be in retirement. So if I want to make donations, it makes sense that I'm going to want to get those tax write in the years that I have higher higher income. It's kind of like, in my mind, it's like I'm pre-saving my charitable contributions for retirement. Like in the same way you might think of your health savings account as, okay, I'm pre-saving for my health related expenses in retirement. A donor advised fund, one way to think of it is I'm pre-saving the amount that I want to give when I'm retired into this special fund. So that way it just sits there for the rest of my life. The money grows with the stock market, but I can take out earnings. I mean, you could even apply like the classic 4% rule that a lot of people use for taking money out of your retirement accounts, right? You could say, again, I'm just giving you an example. These are not my real numbers, but you could say, hey, I'm going to put $100,000 into a donor advised fund. And then according to the 4% rule, I can take 4% out annually and should never run out of money. So I can take $4,000 out every year and give that to charity. And this account should never run out of money. Now that brings up probably one of the biggest downsides to donor advised funds that folks talk about and that I think about too. It's like, well, if I'm going to put this money in the account, why not just give the money to charity right now? And I think that's a very valid argument. And and there are definitely people talking about how there are hundreds of thousands, millions of dollars just sitting in these donor advised funds that haven't made their way to charity just yet. And I think that's a very valid concern. Of course, if I did give the full amount to charity right now, the amount wouldn't have the opportunity to grow in the market. It wouldn't be invested. 
So I think that that's one thing to think about. I also, it's important to me to be a person who gives regularly to charities. So I'm not really taking anything away from a charity. I'm still giving on the same schedule that I normally would have. But I think it's something to think about. I think it's a very real ethical debate to be had. Another con, I mean, not a con, it's a fact. It might be a con. So the money that you contribute to a donor advice fund cannot be used for anything else. You can never transfer the money back out, can't do anything with it other than donate it. So of course you would not want to put money into a donor advised fund that you need for anything else. Um, it's not like your 401k where you could put money in for retirement, and but then if you really need it, you can take it out with a tax and a penalty. There is no option to take it out. So you got to be like really sure <laughs> that is what you want to do with that money. I think that this is a great option, not only for the tax benefits, the tax benefits are nice, but I've talked a lot about struggling with a scarcity mindset and wanting to be generous with the money that I have and wanting to really lean into making charitable contributions, but it's really hard. I think, especially if you are really focused on personal finance, especially if you're really focused on early retirement, you're very focused on accumulating money and and on having money come in and on having it grow. And it can be kind of hard to push money out the door. It feels counter to everything else that you're doing. But I think when you put money into a donor advised fund, it's such a strong psychological thing that you've already set that money aside. You've already said like, this is for charitable donations, not just mentally, but you literally can't get it out for anything else. And so I think it makes it easier to give money away when you've, you've already committed that money to that purpose. So I think that this is great. Uh, One other point on that that comes to mind just now, and maybe something else related to kind of the idea that that money is just sitting in these accounts when it could be going to charities. One, I I think it's really important to have a plan and to say, okay, put this money into a donor advised fund and I'm going to be distributing out of this fund a minimum of X dollars or percentage out of the fund every year so that you don't end up in a situation where your money is sitting in an account and not doing the good that you want it to do. Another thing to keep in mind is if your company has any kind of charitable donation matching program, it probably only matches when you make distributions out of the donor advised fund and not when you put money in, which is great. That's another encouragement to actually take money out and and get it to the organizations that you want it to go to. So those are some thoughts there. From a practical standpoint, if you think this might be something that's right for you, what, like, how do you do that? (laughs) All of the large reputable brokerage firms will have an option to do a donor advice fund. There's, you know, if you kind of do a a quick Google search for where should I open my donor advice fund, you'll find blog posts, you'll find places that compare the nitty gritty. Some of them have minimums that are higher or lower. Some of them have a minimum distribution, like you can't make a distribution below $500 or $100 or something like that. You know, that that might be a little bit more tied to your own particular situation. My, if I was talking, you know, if a friend asked me, where should I open it? I would probably say, hey, do you have a taxable brokerage? You should probably just open it at the same company where you hold your taxable brokerage. So let's see, was there anything else I was going to say about that? Oh, one other advantage is you can name your donor advised fund, whatever you want to name it. And then when you make distributions out of that account, It'll you know, send payment to the charity and it, it'll just be from whatever you have named your donor advice fund. So if you would like to make contributions to a charity anonymously, or you would like to make contributions to a charity and not end up on a thousand mailing lists, that is another couple pros here for you. So yeah, uh, let me know, like, have you heard of donor advice funds before? I would love to chat about them. I wouldn't consider myself an expert here. I did open one last year. 
I did fund a couple years worth of charitable contributions and I'm planning on continuing to do that while I'm working. That way I can build up that balance so that when I reach retirement slash early retirement, I'm sure it'll be at least a little early. I'm not going to work till I'm 65. I can promise you that. How early remains to be seen. In any case, whenever I get there, I want to have a good balance in this account so that I have that money ready to go so I can continue to be generous and continue to make charitable donations when I get to that point in my life because it's it's important to me. Oh man, okay. That's all I've got to say about that. I always feel like charitable giving is just a little bit of a tender topic and a little bit of a vulnerable place for me. So, so thank you for listening. I have sometimes found that, you know, there's lots of people online who will tell you exactly how much money they make and exactly where they spend it all and exactly their net worth and the balance of their 401k. But even some of those folks are a little bit shy about talking about charitable giving, about sharing their charitable giving practices. It it can feel, it's a a little bit vulnerable because it can feel like, oh, well, you know, looking at how much money you make, I think you should actually be giving a lot more to charity. Or on the flip side, it can feel like a brag, like, oh, why are you talking about how much money you give away? That's that's so performative or show-offy. So I hope that this did not come across that way. Thank you for listening. If you have thoughts, if you have questions, you know where to find me. I hope that you are having just the most amazing day. If you learned something, feel free to share this with a friend, take a screenshot, post it on socials, leave a review. Any one of those things uh, would be just a a charitable act for me, I guess. That would make me feel nice. Maybe go do something else nice for someone else. My, My life's pretty good. So, okay. Thanks for listening. Talk to you later. Bye. If you enjoyed today's episode, you have a couple options. You could just enjoy that satisfaction quietly and privately. Keep it to yourself. But, and just an idea, you could also share this with someone else who you think would like it. Just a thought. You do you. <laughs>